What the fuck is happening, fam? It is your boy, the motherfucking Sultan of Sativa, the Ayatollah of Indica, the Bobby Fisher of BHO, a.k.a. the Hickson of Ash, a.k.a. the Holy Assassin, a.k.a. the Gordon Ryan of Ganj, a.k.a. the President of Bakes of America, Donald Blunt, a.k.a. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I had another one, too. I can't think of it. It wasn't Thomas Jefferson. I'm going to have to figure it out. I don't remember. Other than, you know, John F. Kennedy, uh, presidential candidate, Senator Robert F. Kennedy, presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. If you can't tell, I'm in a good fucking mood. And a big part of that is because, yo, boy, <sighs> Willie the Cool Penguin, a.k.a. Lord Bongtimore, Sorry, chugging up on some post-workout. It's like, I worked out a little while ago. I just didn't finish it because I wanted to wait until I was on here. One of you can use my link. I'll get you some free shipping on your own post-workout stack. Damn it. I forgot to get an ashtray. Oh well. No problem. I'm a solutions guy. That's why. And you wonder why I keep an empty Starbucks cup in here. For just a situation like this. Um, back on the fucking mats. Back on the podcast with you guys in the back of the fucking vanimal. Getting the fuck after it. Doing what we do. Chopping it up. If it's your first time here, welcome to the fucking number one rated educational cannabis podcast on the fucking face of the earth. Isn't that crazy? On this whole plane of existence, the number one fucking cannabis podcast? Wow. And y'all are here. Y'all are the ones that make this great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Much love. You know? And I know this is like, because I'm not technically some traditional news, um, I can pop up on Canadians' timelines, since they're not allowed to look at news on their social media. That's Canada, which I know I got a few of you guys listening here. Why have you not messaged me and tell me what's going on in your country? Send me a message. Do you guys have an email in Canada? How does it work? Come on, man. There's all sorts of madness going on. I just saw my man, Dr. JP. JPeasy. Lower Peasy. That's what we would call him in, in Baltimore. Lower Peasy. Lore is Baltimore for Lil. We don't do that Lil shit. It's Lore. Lore Lord. That would be translate to Lil Lord. If we were talking about me, if I was a, a younger man. It's actually for me what they refer to me as OG Lord. Right, little boozy taught us if you make it to twenty-five, you are OG. If you didn't know that, well, now you know. Now you fucking know. But Doctor JP, man, he's got to go. And I saw something about this a little while ago. Maybe it was on Rogan. Maybe it was on somewhere else. But he was talking about how they're trying to fucking make him go to literal. Re-education training 
to keep his fucking license because he doesn't, because he misgenders people or, you know, dead names them or whatever other fucking goofy shit we have in this fucking world, you know? And a friend of mine was talking about, um, I'll, I'll dive into it a little bit later, maybe if I can remember. Oh, where's my pen? Hold on. No, oh, I guess it's fucking, we might as well dive into it now. Uh, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to write it down now so I don't forget it. Sweet. Okay, it's written down. It's written down, but I want to talk about a dispensary in Maryland. And it kind of was going to relate to some of this, too. Um. <laughs> so, I, Dr. Jordan Peterson, Jay Peasy, Lord Peasy, um, he's fucking... He's got to go to re-education training. They're like, look, motherfucker, we can't, like, nowhere in the, the DSB have they ever affirmed this shit. If you fucking have multiple personalities, they're not affirming these personalities. If you have fucking body dysmorphia, they're not fucking affirm. And you're like, I weigh fucking 300 pounds, and you're fucking 90 pounds. They're not affirming that shit. They just don't. They don't do that. Um, And they want... Dr. Peterson to do that uh, with the, they want gender affirming care. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, Canada is not legally allowed to have news on their timelines. You go to CNN and can, you're in Canada, CNN is blocked. You can't look at the CNN Instagram, which is probably a good thing. But you also can't look at, at fake-ass Fox News either, you know, which some would say is the most unbiased news out there. It's all fucking owned by the same people, so it doesn't matter what you think it is. It's predicated upon bullshit because it's only there to argue with the other side, and it's like, why are there like six other mainstream media outlets, and they're all super left-leaning, left-leaning and, you know, there's only Fox, which is the right side, so you have the right, and then you've got all these other sides. And it's like, why are there so many of the other one? And only one Fox News. Nobody nobody else in media, it makes it, it makes it seem as though, in my opinion, that it's like, you can easily have it as something to counterbalance the shit that you're really trying to pump in. And you're like, no. This is real. It's unbiased news. It's all fake news. Trump said when Trump said fake news, I loved it. Because I'm like, oh, he's talking about the real shit. It is fake news. It's all fake news. You know. <laughs> they got that motherfucker in jail or indicted. They got him um facing charges for documents that could give him the death penalty. And they're not charging the president, and I use that word loosely, about as loosely as the president's bowels, and he's been doing the same shit. He had fucking documents at his Delaware home. Some people probably don't even know that. Also of a classified nature from, at least from the time he was vice president, 
you know, maybe dating back. The, the motherfucker's been in government for 50 years, so who knows what's in that garage. And, like, it's not that it's some top-secret garage. It's parked next to his car. You ever seen a garage door? All right, then. That's what it is. The garage door. It's a regular-ass garage door. At least the at least the Trumpster had him in a fucking locked case, right? He had him locked in his office at Mar-a-Lago. You can't just go in there. I mean, you might not be able to go just in there um, where he's at, but, I mean, what's to say you couldn't go in there when he wasn't home? Do they have Secret Service details there the whole time? Um, I'll tell you. I don't know. Even though I have talked to a Secret Serviceman who has guarded that garage door and said there was absolutely zero, nothing special about that garage door. It's a regular-ass garage door. Anybody could have opened it and fucking pulled some documents out that were classified from fucking presidential shit, government shit, whatever the fuck. And boom. At least at Mar-a-Lago, you can't just be wandering around Trump's office. Somebody's gonna kick you out before you get there. It ain't fucking the Capitol with, and you're not uh, the fucking shaman, this QAnon shaman. You're not the QAnon shaman. You don't just get guided tours around important buildings where presidents hang out. You know? <sighs> I really just wish I could know the shit. I really just wish I could know the shit. Just tell me the shit. Just tell us the shit. Who owns this shit? What? Isn't it weird that these narratives get pushed in all these different places? Like, we spoke about it a little while back. The fucking Walmart Brazilian budget capital riot with it, complete with its own Brazilian QAnon shaman. Instead of an American flag painted on his face, he had a Brazilian flag. Instead of fucking carrying an American flag, he was carrying a Brazilian flag. Um, how many fucking, how many times do you have to get tapped out to get a black belt? A Brazilian. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's like, we think about these things. This shit is happening everywhere. Everywhere is going through all these similar things. Spain is having the same type of fires as Maui. Right, which I don't even like. I don't even want to get into the Maui shit, really, because it's just like we've been seeing this. We've been seeing this. And I don't know where the fuck people get off just like thinking this is legitimate when we know over the last at least three years, right, when all those fucking wildfires were booming out in Cali, how many, how many articles have popped out that it's uh, these climate change activists that are setting these fucking huge fires? Look at who's buying up all the land once all this shit is destroyed. Why would they be doing that? When you look at Cali, it's like, well, they're trying to clear out the Emerald Triangle so they could take over. And I've read articles talking about if California had fucking all their shit, all their ducks in a row, you wouldn't need to grow weed in any other state. California could supply it all. And why would you want weed from anywhere else when California is the best natural location to grow it? Indoor or outdoor? Obviously, somebody hasn't been thinking about it. In order to grow weed indoors, the goal is to create an outdoor condition indoors. So you can control everything and uh, get it all nice and crystally, all nice and, and tasty lack. Um, you know, and, and there's a 
you knew anything about the Maryland companies when they first started out, there was a lot of people that didn't understand Maryland weather. <laughs> they didn't understand the type of shit that could come up from the ground. Especially out on the shore, baby. It's a different world out there. But yeah. You know, we we think about Maui. And it's like, you know, in the midst of all the Maui bullshit, they're like, we're sending another $40 billion to Ukraine. We're going to send Maui residents $700. And we'll give them a loan, but they need to pay it back. If not, you could sell it. Yo, how many realtors? And it's, dude, thank God. Thank fucking dude. And also, with my cousin lives on Maui, by the way. And, uh, you know, just thank God that it was only the fucking indigenous people that didn't want to sell their land or their properties to any of these resorts or any of these other companies or players, big players in the world. Um, thank God it was only them. You know, Barack's house was good. Fucking Ellen's house is good. All these people who have houses on Oprah. Oh. <sighs> Thank God. Oprah's house did not burn down. I know you guys were concerned about Oprah and Barack and anybody else that's of like uh, this uh, ruling class. These people who are clearly better than us that rule over us that decide how it is that we get to live, what to do with our money. Thank God. It was only the the fucking indigenous people of Hawaii that that are going missing. Thank God. Because, I mean, if it was... If Oprah Winfrey, if her house burned down and, and we lost, the world lost Oprah, that'd be a fucking dark day. That would be a dark day. That would be, dare I say, darker than 9-11. Darker... Even then, January 6th, the insurrection of 2021. Hmm? Um. If you're listening to this, that's just water. Uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a damn shame. I have been seeing... All sorts of crazy shit about Maui. They're talking about direct energy weapons. I don't even... I mean, there's some things that I just haven't even been able to look into. I've honestly been trying to disconnect as much as possible because I'm absolutely terrified of what's going to happen. Um, I'm just working on different things. Working on different skill sets. Trying to learn different things so that, God forbid, if some something other than the... The apocalypse happens, and I'm going to need to find some ways to survive and help my family survive. Then I'll be prepared for that. Obviously, if it's the apocalypse, if it's the end of the world as we know it, and there's going to be some nuclear thing or some cataclysmic event, uh, you know, well, I'll just go out to the front yard. Lay fucking face up naked. Uh, I heard somebody else say that one time, and honestly, it makes the most sense to me. What the fuck are you going to do? Just die of starvation or fucking somebody to shoot me. That'd be it. Shoot me and keep it moving. Eat me for all I give a fuck. What do, what do I care? It's the end of the world, man. Can't stop it. 
Can't fucking stop it. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> I, you know, I think every generation throughout history thinks that it's the last, it's going to be the fucking, the end of the world's going to happen during their lifetime. And it doesn't. So I just am trying to believe that that's the case. And I don't, I, I'm not like afraid of death. I've seen it. You know, I've been close to it. And, you know, I I truly believe that when it's my time, it's going to be my time no matter what. So I think I'm going to live every day I can uh, to the best of my ability. We're trying to be as grateful as possible for another day fucking sucking air. And keep it moving. Keep it moving and stay on a mission to try to give people... um something something better for themselves and to push myself to be a leader to set an example set the tone you know last week i ran 25 miles if, if you don't know i've been dealing with like a torn meniscus or something something's wrong with my knee i don't know i can't get a fucking mri to save my goddamn knee i was gonna say save my life but save my knee um so i said i said fuck it dude i've been i've, I've been getting after it you know my whole life, it's just been like, when I get hurt, right, the most common injury I would get would be rolling my ankle, skateboarding. And so I might stay off it for like a day, let the swelling go down a little bit, ice shit out of it, whatever. Um, but then I put an ankle brace on and tie my shoe up real tight so that it's not all floppy and my ankle's got some support. And uh, start learning tricks, switch stance. You know, and uh, practicing those as much as I could. And I, I truly believe that staying active through an injury, your body does what it needs to to heal itself faster. It's like, oh, shit, this motherfucker ain't going to stop. And I think too often we, we take it easy on ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm hurt. Ah, I can't train. Ah, I'm hurt. I can't go to the gym. Ah, I'm hurt. I can't fucking, I can't play catch with the kids, you know? And I don't like to let that shit be an excuse because there's something that I can do. There's always something I can do. I have let it be an excuse to not train, you know, and I've, I've recognized there's an element of ego to that, that, um, that feeling of, of like, I can't train the way that I want to train, which is hard as fuck. And uh, I want to make people miserable. I want them to have a bad time. And I want them to question their whole life when I roll with them. And I can't do that with a fucked up knee. So I've been off the mat and I haven't, I've done some kids classes, help with those, help my kids. I love it. That's great. But I haven't wanted to go over to the adult class and just do some positionals or... Just drilling, just some shit, man. Just something to be actively engaged in the process, whether I'm fucking hurting or not. And I've seen guys there who are hurt, and they may not have a gear on, but they'll be sitting on the side of the mat watching. You know, and so I've been making excuses. But honestly, I've been trying, I've been working on my discipline outside of the gym so that as I'm getting back into the jiu-jitsu gym, I'm already developing habits that uh, outside of the gym and keeping at them that, 
you know, hopefully I can heal this injury and not have to deal with this shit again. <sighs> I'm about, I'll tell you what, man, I'm about ready to get knees over toes guys program. If I'm going to have to spend money doing PT cover fucking paying for a copay, I might as well just say fuck that and do knees over toes. That guy can do a standing dunk. You know, can the PT guy do a standing fucking dunk? I don't think so. I'd be willing to bet he probably can't. Or she. Oh, it's a woman? What's her dunkability? How much time did she... And I'll feel like a real asshole if I go there and I'm like, Hey, can you dunk? And they'll be like... <laughs> Boom! And fucking literally slam it on my head. And you know what? I'll gladly come back and apologize for talking my shit. Okay? Uh, but in the meantime, that lady ain't dunking shit in my mind. Neither is the dude. Knees over toes guy, Benny. BP, as I like to call him. Lord Benny. That's Baltimore for Lil Benny. Lil Benny P. Lord Benny P. <sighs> that guy can do a standing dunk. And he, he, one of his knees is fake. The other one is fucked up. And he healed him. So, what are we going to do? fuck are we going to do? My yoga guy, Breathe and Flow. Um, he's got some, like, new knee videos for strengthening internal rotation, strengthening external rotation. Shit that I don't want to do, but I'm doing it. You know why? Because I got a lot of fucking work to do. We got a lot of work to do, and we can't do it if I'm not fucking good. At least that's what I tell myself, because right now, there's a lot of people who aren't doing it. And if they were doing it, guess what? I'd want to be right there beside them. Like my man Baker. My man Baker and I, uh, you know, last week I ran 25 miles. Uh, probably put another seven or eight just walking um, throughout the course of the week. Did 10 miles on Monday. Was mad that I didn't do another three. Like I could have done a half marathon. And I owe the universe a half marathon. Unfortunately, I bitched out on one. Me and Baker showed up late. Me and Baker both owed the universe a half marathon, which easily be the most miles I've put in one sitting on my feet. My run keeper app says differently, but I think that's because I forgot to stop the run and started driving, like left my house, went somewhere, so the time is all off and the thing. I should probably just delete that one, honestly. But I didn't even think about that till just now. Uh, so I owe the universe to half marathon. I was mad that on Monday I did 10 miles and uh, probably could have done another three then. So Saturday rolled around. Me and Baker had made plans to run a half seat. Just in my area, there's a couple of good loops. And, um, you know, so we did. So we fucking did. Took us about three hours. Um, first mile on each one, each loop, we did three loops, two five and a half mile loops, and one <coughs> three mile loop. And so we did a total 14.18 miles. So about a half marathon plus an extra mile for those of you who are counting. Over a 20K. Um, and so, uh, first mile of each loop, we pretty much walked it because you already know we were blowing it down. 
roll up a fatty for each each little stop. I had my um, had my camel back, had some Sacconi shoes, some padding. I said I need need some padding. So if I'm switching between running and jogging, difference being one landing on your toes and using the spring action of the front of your feet versus heel striking first jogging. Uh, which has only been around apparently since like the 50s. Who'd have thunk? Yogging. Yogging. And uh, I can't do that in my barefoot shoes. So, and, and really I knew that I wasn't going to run this fast. There's also a huge elevation climb. I think it's like 700 feet of elevation. And uh, so I walked that joint backwards. It's cool. And we, so we did the loop, smoked a joint on each loop. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, that last mile of the day, you know, it's cool because ever since I did the rock, my, that's rite of passage. If you didn't hear me talk about it, episode 64 and 65, uh, the before and after, there's also another, I think 66 even has some stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. But the Rite of Passage really changed my perspective on so much shit. Like, anything that has to do with, like, running and jogging and shit like that right now, walking, it's like, okay, dude, it's like, uh, this. so what, this sucks. It's only fucking an hour. It's only two hours. only three hours. You just did 24 hours on the feet. You're talking about going 13 miles. That's a less, that's a quarter of the amount of, of mileage that you did on the Rite of Passage. Which the Rite of Passage is basically non-stop moving through the woods of northwest Georgia for 24 hours straight, no stopping, just eating, drinking, and moving. <sighs> Which I did also with a torn meniscus or whatever the fuck is wrong with my knee. If you didn't know. It was uh, quite a hellacious feat. I I would appreciate if you went back and listened to it and then maybe shared it with your friends or family because that was such a meaningful, impactful event and getting to be around doing some hard shit with, you know, ultra runners and Navy SEALs and guys that do these crazy endurance events and being able to make it through something tough with them, that was some good fucking training, man. With a bunch of people that were like-minded and all looking for something within themselves. And goddamn it, if all 20 fucking three of us didn't find it. You know. But yeah, I would check out the 307 Project. Right of Passage. But I've been moving. Um, you know, and, and I've been working through this industry. This industry. Working through this injury, trying to heal it up through yoga, exercise, um, visualization, everything. Today, you know, yesterday I went and um, went and trained to Conquest. Got my got an anaconda knee wrap slash brace from a friend of mine who had one in my size that they needed. Uh, they were so gracious to give me. And I'll tell you what, man, that thing, 
I get, I've been getting sponsored ads for them like a motherfucker, and that thing is great. That thing is definitely rad. They're not paying me to say that, but God damn it, they should, because I will say it every day. I love it. I feel like I've said Anaconda knee sleeve a hundred times in the last two days. Anaconda, if you're listening, give me a lifetime supply and some money so we could talk about being a partner for the show. Okay? All right, we need to, we got, we got some motherfuckers with some not so good knees, dude, and they need some Anaconda knee braces, and we want to, we want to fucking help them. Okay, they want to do some jujitsu. I got, I know that there's a lot of people that are getting ready to start doing some jujitsu, trying to start training, preparing. Right, see, because the cool thing about jujitsu is it's not just about the physical nature, right? Nah, that shit is much deeper. It's, it's spiritual. It changes the way that you think about things, that you look at things. You're like, oh, I can take a beating for eight months straight and kill, still keep showing up. I can do this shit. I've, I can do this shit over here, whatever the fuck that is. Dude, I just bought a bow and a set of arrows. I'm about to learn how to hunt. I never even wanted to hunt. Moves to Pennsylvania once. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to hunt with a bow and arrow. I'm telling you, if you try and run up on me, dog, and I got that thing up on me, I'm going to fucking put a broadhead through your heart. Just wait, dude. You're probably going to be hiding in a tree stand. You're going to be fucking trying to jack. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, you're going to hit with an arrow. I ain't Cupid, baby. That's word to your mother. My wallet's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. You know, there's a... Uh... There's been a lot to it, man, this last month and a half. It's it's been a lot. And I feel like there's still more that I could do. And I'm I'm just progressing every day. Certain things have slowed down that I've been working on, but at the same time just refocusing in different ways. The the mission is the same. There is no plan B. You know? Uh so been thinking about some 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 of the next steps for Lord Bonk tomorrow, and I gotta tell you, man, I'm still getting censored like a motherfucker. I need y'all to share the show. This is bullshit. Y'all need to share the show. We're friends. If you have a good time, share the show. Share it. Talk to one of your fucking friends. But um, I'm definitely about to start moving a lot of content over to Patreon. Um, I have been uploading the podcast to YouTube. If you don't have Spotify and you want to watch the podcast, I'm putting them up on YouTube. So you can go fucking look at them there. Leave some comments because I'm going to be doing some Q&As. Leave some comments because I'm going to fucking be doing some random giveaways. So let's fucking have some fun, man. Um... You know, like I said, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do some some Patreon action because for me, I feel like I right now certain things are not organized in a way where I can fully uh, devote time to people who are truly uh, trying to be on the same path as me, tr- truly trying to better themselves and and make some lifestyle changes, and uh, I want them to have an opportunity. But 
the reality is, in order to get to know me and get a more personal interactions with me, it's going to cost money, you know, because I am going to be putting more time and more effort in that and, um, you know, trying to put more information together, whatever that is, fucking whatever type of knowledge it is to help fucking people learn whatever they need to. Going to bring back the hump day hash out as a Patreon exclusive, I'm thinking. I'm going to get some good people in the industry that are crushing it, doing some different things, chop it up about fucking whatever. Have a fucking good time. And uh, share some of the ins and outs of the industry. Or just whatever cool shit they do. Whoever these people are. If you didn't see the hump day hash out, uh, it was something that I started during COVID. We did a bunch of episodes. There's a few of them up on YouTube. Probably the weed tube. I would go check them out. They're all on my fucking YouTube page. Go ahead. Get over there. Check them out. YouTube, at Lord Bonkmore. You already know the vibes, brother. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some, some cool events. Obviously, Patreon fam will have first dibs at Access. Um, you know, probably get people into at least one sesh a month. Um, be an intimate sesh. Me and some of my personal close homies. And uh, we would invite you in for that. So you can learn what it's like a little bit more to be a part of the culture. And create a part of the culture. Something to bring back for you and your friends. You know, and find some ways to make a fucking impact along the way. Because that's what it's fucking about for me. You know, we're we're in a time where things feel fucking chaotic. For me, anyway. And it's like this fucking whole balance of, like, trying to live my life as regular as possible. Like, because there's bills to pay tomorrow. But then, like, also... <coughs> Like, I don't trust or believe, like, anything anymore. You know? Like, how do we know? Who's saying it? Why? What are their motives? What are they connected to? You know? And, like, there are still people who think, like, shit's all good. You know, they're trying to fucking bring back the COVID, bro. They're really trying to run that play again. And anybody that's been here for any length of time, like I said earlier, if you're new here, welcome. But I can tell you that I was not with the masking shit. I was not with the vaccine shit. I was not with any of that. You know, I walked into grocery stores with a fucking six-inch-plus fixed-blade knife on my waist and two stripes on my white belt ready to strangle any man feeling brolic enough to try and fucking put a mask on me. Because that's what it was. I wasn't going to put one on. And if you could put one on me, I'll wear it. But I assure you that what I was prepared for was any and all physical altercation up to and including defending my right to breathe freely. 
you know, in case you don't know what my pronouns are, they're free man, baby. Free man. At least as free as I can can be in this fucking fake freedom having country. It's bullshit. I feel like I was sold a fucking fool's dream. But you know what? I'm not going to let that be an excuse. I'm going to do what I can to get mine and set my kids up. And show them what we do. Not give in to the demoralization of our fucking society. Not give up uh, the fucking little bit of patriotism that fucking we got left. You know, America fucking could be the greatest country on this planet. But we choose mediocrity. You know, the guys that I listen to and follow on the web talk about shit like personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. You know, growing up, I thought I was a rebel. I thought I was a rebel. You know, I have fucking... Different color hair, blue, purple, pink, bleach blonde, fucked up haircuts, black, devil lock, mullet. This fucking all sort of long, fucking just dirty, greasy, fucking greaseball head ass. Yeah, I thought I was a rebel. Skinny pants, when baggy pants were cool. I mean, I would wear baggy pants, but I hate them. You know? I mean, I had my fair share of a couple. I had one or two pairs of Jinkos, one a few pairs of Lee pipes. I had my mom fucking take me to Kohl's, got my Lee pipes. I need to get on like fucking eBay and see if there's any of those still around. I would wear some Lee pipes. You know, had my skateboard, didn't fucking fit in around most people. Thought I was a rebel. You know, and maybe in those times I was. But I really don't think so because looking back at it, I feel like I was just a pawn. I was the precursor to what these kids are now. You know, I had a lot of wild ideas. And I still do. Honestly, they haven't changed that much. But uh, my desire for better for myself, my uh, willingness... An ability to put into action, um, you know, focused thoughts and and behaviors with, uh, you know, an everyday type discipline, you know, with grit, fortitude, mental toughness, determination. You know, yeah, and I was never that way before. I was a fucking piece of shit who thought the world owed me something. Even though I never did shit for it. You know, I thought I should just fucking be rich. And was not willing to do any of the work to truly be rich. You know, I thought being rich was about money. (laughs) Some people are so poor, all they have is money. I wish I could take credit for that quote. That's my, that's old Bobby, Bobby M. Lore Bobby. Not to be confused with Lord Benny, old Bob Marley. 
And, um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it actually makes me really mad how much I, I feel like I was, I fell right into the fucking trap, dude. That's how insidious this shit is. You know, it's like, I thought that I was, I thought that I was fucking doing what I was supposed to do. Clearly, that is not the case. So once I got clean, I pushed myself, right? Found some ways to really work on shit, work on my, like, problems, the things that were, you know, taking real hard inventory of, you know, my character defects and character assets. Because I didn't know what either was. I started learning how to live with spiritual principles how to fucking right my wrongs, how to not be just like a straight dick. Dude. Crazy. You know, the last last three years especially really kicked me back into overdrive. It's like I don't really drink at all anymore. I don't like to be drunk. You know? What if shit pops off? You know what I like? I like being the guy that's sober and is able to see what's going on, peep the scene, and if need be, be ready to do some jujitsu. Fold somebody's clothes while they're still in them. You know? You just never know. And if you're drunk, right, it's like you're just like a fucking maniac. But if you're sober, you'd be like, hey man, this guy was out of control. I just, you know, I was trying to de-escalate the situation. I had to put him to sleep real quick. Sorry, bud. He's awake now. He's fine. I wrap zip ties around them. Where'd you get zip ties? Uh, fucking store, dude. They're not illegal. <laughs> I think about... um. I think about... How when we try to raise our standard for ourselves... It automatically raises the standard of the people around us. You know, I got my man Baker. He ran a half marathon with me on Saturday. And there were times where we had to fucking carry each other. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the fucking teammate? You know, I'll tell you what, that motherfucker carried me a couple points. And I him. That's what we do. That's You rely on your team. You know? But by all means, he could have bitched out and I would have done that joint alone. But he knows that he didn't want to hear it from me. He didn't want to hear me talking about, I did a half marathon. I, I put that energy back in the world that we owed it. And he didn't. He didn't want to hear that shit. He wasn't going to listen to that. So he came out there and he trucked through it with me. I'll tell you what, that last mile, I busted out with the power of the spoken word again. And I just started yelling shit. Fucking, I'm a one-man army. I'm a one-man army. God's greatest weapon. God's greatest weapon. Fucking, when are you going to get a real job? Bitch, never. When are you going to quit and get a real job? Bitch, never. <laughs> when are you going to fucking do this? Bitch, never. Literally running up the streets fucking 9 o'clock at night, probably 8.30. Like a fucking maniac. David Goggins, who? I'm the hardest motherfucker alive. I can't quit, even if I tried. I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. Ah, 
damn, that one did too. You know, and while I understand that it's a little measly half marathon, and David Goggins runs 100 miles, 140 miles, 200 miles, 240 miles. Okay, so what? I never ran a half marathon. I put, was able to push myself a mile beyond it. That was a big day for me. That was a win, you know? And if you can run a half marathon or have ran a half marathon, you're like, LB, I ran the marathon. Then why the fuck weren't you out there with me to do the half marathon? Where were you? Okay? I don't want to fucking hear it. We didn't run that fast. They were 12-minute fucking miles. We walked the first mile of each lap smoking weed. Okay? All right, I like to train. I like to fucking train. That's like a forearm builder. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, for you. Where were you? Okay. I don't want to hear it. It's getting smoky in here. Uh. Jamie, can you turn on the air conditioning? I don't even have it, Jamie. But I do have air conditioning. Get a little cool box going. Maybe it moves some, some smoke around so it's not just going right into my lungs. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on. And I, I don't want people to be, like, scared. I'm not trying to be some, like, alarmist or, like, you know, I'm just trying to share my perspective and what I think is going on. Because damn sure ain't normal. None of this shit is normal. And I'm re- I mean, I realize when you're a fucking kid, shit's different, whatever. But like, you know, you got to remember, I'm like the last generation that grew up half in the web, half in the world. Last one out in the world. The way that kids used to be before the internet world. You know? So like, I remember how shit was different. It wasn't that long ago. You know, and there are people who were born like... nine eleven happened outside of their life. Crazy. You know, that's like history. And guess what? It's probably being taught is some terrorists hijacked some planes, fucking ran them into the wall because... Ran them into the buildings because they hate our freedom. And we had to go to Afghanistan to get a guy that we trained in the 80s to fuck out of some caves and shit. And, you know, it took us fucking 12 years and we still were fighting this war for another eight. And we had to go to Iraq because that guy was somehow funding and he had weapons of mass destruction, which he wasn't supposed to, but then he didn't. It was a lie. Uh, It was a total lie. Complete lie. You know? And uh, it actually, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of reminds me of what happened in Austin Powers when they were like, we're looking for the nuclear warheads. And then it ends up being like a fucking close-up of somebody's butt cheek or some shit. I don't remember because I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but something along those lines. I'm sure one of you could shoot me a message and, and remind me. But you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And 
you know, even after that guy was killed or we trained, uh, that was it. Who's connected to some of the biggest Saudi oil family in the fucking world. Also connected to the Bush family in a lot of ways. And, you know, there was a lot of people in and around the president that happened to benefit, you know, which is totally cool. It's totally cool. These guys, they only, he only makes a couple hundred thousand a year being the president, you know? Like, come on, man. Maybe if we just gave him more money, he wouldn't have to make these fucking back alley deals. You know? It's not like the secret societies of the Skull and Bones that he's in has anything to do with it. And somebody ran against fucking, you know, John Kerry, which, I mean, who the fuck cared about that guy? John Kerry's got about as much fucking charisma as a fucking uh, dead dog with his fucking eyes that have been eaten out by a fucking plot. Which, in case you don't get it, it's not very much personality, because it's fucking dead. But he did get, like, fucking shit and pissed on by a bunch of fucking other dudes in that fraternity, so... <laughs> you know, who's really the winner? I mean, it's him. He got shit and pissed on and is uh, part of the ruling class. They tell us that we can't drive a regular car, yet they own private jets and then lie about it. And then say, well, I don't. My wife owns the jet. I don't own it. (laughs) I just fly it. Rules for thee and not for me, baby. You know, these are the things that, like, we must be thinking about, dude. You know, most people just float. And I understand, like, shit is hard. Shit is hard right now. Dollaring worth shit. It's costing Americans 9000 more on average to live. A year. Where's that money coming from? Where? A lot of people are putting it on their credit cards. A lot of people are fucking struggling. This ain't fucking what it's supposed to be like here, dude. You know, we shouldn't be sending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to fucking the Ukraine. Fuck Ukraine. What are we talking about, dude? I mean, this shit is nuts. So, I don't fucking know. I'm not trying to get mad and fired up, but the shit fucking is upsetting. You know, they're getting ready to fucking pull COVID, the COVID 2.0. And there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers that just go right the fuck along with it. Lockstep. Just like fucking three years ago. Well, we got six feet. We got two weeks. It's just two weeks to slow the spread. It's just, it's your, my mask protects you and your mask protects me. My vaccine protects you and your vaccine protects me. And grandma, do you want to kill your grandma? They'll give you, did you get a free cheeseburger with your booster? Did you get a, uh, a free pre-rolled joint for your booster? I've been showing this card all over town and they give me free stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, my heart is a little big, but who cares? I got free fries. Yo, in 50 years, they're going to look at that clip of fucking 
de Blasio eating the fucking fries, talking about, get your vaccine, you get some of these for free. And they're going to be like, that was the real world. That's what they did. And these people are about to be lockstep, putting the mask back on. You know, I just had a conversation a couple weeks ago with somebody that I care about and I love very much. And um, we didn't really, I mean, I even saw her during uh, the COVID. I was out there. And, um, you know, we were talking about the COVID and she was like blown away by all the insanity that I was spewing. And she was like, well, you just have all the, you're just fucking throwing all these little things. I'm like, no, I just have an answer. I literally have an answer for everything that you're saying and like is trying to like, like, well, no, it was this way and that. But no, I just have had this same conversation a billion times. I've done a shitload of research. I've spent hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of my time listening to different doctors uh, of all sorts, people uh, in the tech world, political leaders from fucking all over, fucking learning about different medications, where they come from, what they've been used for, how long they've been around, you know, trying to find answers for things that I fucking had no clue about. And I'll tell you what, I know a lot more shit than I did because I spent the time looking it up. So when you're over here trying to tell me that it's fucking, oh, well, I don't know, I think it's just this, and you have no evidence to fucking back that up, don't fucking even say it. Just say, I'm, I'm too lazy to look. I'm good with whatever the TV tells me. I'm good with whatever fucking Joe fucking idiot schmo down the street tells me in conjunction with the mainstream media. Well, you know, just wear the mask. Like, and this was not the the first conversation I had where somebody was like, hey, dude, you know, you're getting a little nuts about this shit. Why? You know, I mean, so what? Just think about it, man. Isn't it easier to just put on the mask when you go shopping? Isn't it easier to just get the vaccine and, and go live your life? Even if it's just a lesser version of this life that we have, like, okay, you know, you're not making it hard on yourself. I'm like, fuck no. What? This is fucking America. This is America. We don't do that. We don't do that. Right is right and wrong is wrong. You know, and when you just go along with it, when you just wear the mask to let other people know that you're like a good person, that doesn't do anything except make it harder on everyone else. Because guess what? If you walk in the store and they got some little butt fucker up your ass, like, hey, you put on the mask? Hey, you put on the mask? Hey, you put on the mask? And you'll put on the mask and you make a little bit of a stink about it. And you're like, you say it with your chest, no. And they're like, but you need to wear a mask. And you, you look at them dead in their fucking eyes. This is how I would do it. This is how I do it. And I've done it a hundred fucking times. Thousand fucking times. Now I'm fired up. Now I'm fired up. You guys got me fired up. You guys got me fired up. Just thinking about the way people handled this shit before and how I knew what they're built to handle it again. It's making me mad. So you know what? I'm going to give you a little lesson right now. I'm going to give a little lesson on how to handle this shit. When you walk into a store and they say, oh, where's your mask? You just ignore them and keep walking. 
if they get in your way and they say, hey, you have to wear a mask while you're in here. You look them dead in their fucking eyes and you say, no. And you start walking another way. And then you know what you do? If they keep coming at you, if, if one no was not enough, because no is a complete sentence. And I know a lot of people have issues, myself included sometimes. You know, we want to explain all this shit. It's just no, man. No. So when they keep following you, if they do, if no wasn't enough, you turn back around and you say, put your hand out. You say, stop. Do not take another step closer towards me. You say it with that tone, with some fucking bass in your chest. And guess what? Good to go. And you know what? Because you started now, because you stopped fucking around, and you started taking some training seriously, and you started looking at ways you could better yourself and make yourself stronger, Mentally, physically, spiritually, tougher, mentally, physically, spiritually, fucking, you know, faster, better. You start taking that shit seriously now so that when you're in this situation, you even start training, practicing in, in the mirror, saying, stop. No, do not take another step forward. So that way you know what your voice sounds like when you're saying it. That way you, you your voice doesn't tremble a little bit. Well, you're prepared, and you already know. And because you've been training, maybe a little jujitsu, you've been throwing some weight around, you've been doing some CrossFit, you've been maybe throwing some kettlebells, you've been running. You know, you've been working on ways to make yourself feel better, stronger, tougher. When the, if they were to try to approach you, you're ready to fucking rip their head off. Because this time, it's it's now or never, man. It's now or never. You know, look at when they tried to reinstate mass mandates before, after people weren't with the shit. Philly was a great example. They all just said, nah, man, fuck you. Civil disobedience, personal excellence. Guess what? I could name literally seven people that have started training jujitsu off the top of my head. Just off the top of my head. Seven people have started training jiu-jitsu. And that's not including the kids that a few of them have that have also started training jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, that's an impact. That's something that is not major. All it is is me doing jiu-jitsu every day, most days, as many days as I can. And then maybe talking about it on the internet and talking to my friends about it to where now after doing it for years, people reach out to me and ask questions about it or ask questions about some of the other shit that I'm doing. And that's great. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. And guess what? Then they go and they make some changes and somebody sees them doing that. Whether that's a family member, a friend, a relative, somebody that you don't even fucking know that just follows you on the gram, might reach out and ask for your help. You know, and you put yourself in that position as a result of seeing, you know, 
somebody like me. I'll tell you what, generally, I'm very happy. You know, I've, I've struggled with suicidal ideation, uh, depression, anxiety, all this shit. And you know what? I don't suffer from those things anymore. You know? Do I have bad days? Yeah. But I have a fucking shit ton of COVID mechanisms uh, that are fucking positive. I understand my triggers. Like, I've done a lot of, of therapy and, like, work to impact those things positively. And I had to also learn what makes me feel good. And you know what makes me feel good? One, working out, moving my fucking body in different ways. You know, you go to jiu-jitsu class, you submit somebody, it's great. Even if you don't submit them, you take your ass a fucking beating. You know, it's like, guess what? At a certain point, there's going to be somebody that knows less than you and you're going to beat them. And when you do, you're going to feel like a fucking savage. First time I was at a competition and I won, I won a match by submission and I fucking arm locked this dude and I heard fucking tendons popping in his arms. Like, oh man, when I got up breathing heavy, dude, I felt like, yo, when that ref raised my fucking arm up, I felt like a killer. You know what I mean? Call me fucking hoist, dude. Call me hoist. I just fucking armbarred this motherfucker. Call me Vicente Jr. Because I just fucking armlocked this motherfucker in a grappling industries competition. Pretty much a world champ. That's what you feel like, man. It feels fucking great. You can't be anxious if you understand. I see, anxiety is rooted in... Um, and an inability to stay in the present moment. You know, if you've done any research on the Buddha, and Buddhism, it's all about staying in the moment, staying present right here, right now. And I don't know anything in the time that I've, I've practiced mindfulness that's as compelling to be mindful than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, sure, you got to get tapped a Brazilian time to get a black belt. But I'll tell you what, you can't be worried about some dumbass shit that could happen later and probably won't. Because the motherfucker that's on top of you is trying to strangle you. The shit that's happening outside those walls, most of which never happens the way that we think it's going to and the way that we fucking project in our mind. Motherfucker on top of you is trying to take your fucking arm home with him. And you're worried about something else? Hell no. You're worried about how do I fucking keep breathing? How do I fucking take my arm home with me? And get this motherfucker. You know? You can't be anxious. And then when you're all done, when you're all fucking panting and sweating and you've been choking and getting choked and fucking smashing and getting smashed... You fucking leave out of there a whole new human. Guess what? What are you afraid of? You can't be afraid of shit when you know that you have a fucking superpower. And not only a superpower that's fucking physical, one that's mental. Remember what I said earlier, man? Jiu-Jitsu changes the thought process. You know, if you can go take a beating for six or eight months straight, fucking, you know, a year and a half, get your blue belt two years, get your blue belt, 
Oh, man. You're a fucking... You know, a lot of people quit at the Blue Belt, but still, you don't have to do that. Blue Belt just fired me up. They gave me the belt, and I said, oh, I was built for this shit. You know, I love it, man. There's not much I take pride in. Obviously, a a belt doesn't matter at the end of the day. I take, like, some little self-pride just in that, you know, I worked really hard for that shit. And uh, it feels good to have your teammates and coaches recognize you for that. That's cool. Um, Other than that, it really is about a skill development, and I don't care about the belt, you know? But, yeah, man, we've been fucking getting at it for a little while here. I hope that you've enjoyed this fucking episode. It went way longer than I was planning on doing it. It was supposed to be just something short, something slight, just to kind of fill you in on what I had going on. And uh, then I was going to record another episode talking about some other shit. But now, that's all I'm going to record. But I feel like, I feel like that's fine. I'll get another one in this weekend. I got my kids. That's fun. Um, being a dad, rad. Do it. Going out of town next week. Going to fucking Denver. One of my favorite places to go. Um, I love it. Gonna get some hiking in. Hopefully, I have a little time. Just a wee smidge of time for a drop in at a cool jujitsu gym. I know Justin Gaethje's gym is out there, uh, but I don't know if I'm trying to go get fucking murdered. I gotta look. Maybe I'll get on the cesspool known as Reddit, the BJJ thread, and ask where in Denver is uh, the good jiu-jitsu gym. <sighs> That'd be the move. Um, you know, now that I'm rolling again, I think it's gonna be time to get... Uh, Get locked in for a competition. I don't think I have a choice. Pretty sure I have to do a competition. Um, I have to double down on the things I have going on. I'm like feeling my shit. And I just, I feel like I did something to my kneecap. Like my kneecap moved over or something. Like it's not supposed to. I'm doing a competition. I should probably stick to the gi. Stay away from the no-gi, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's purple belt, so, you know, people are fucking good. And if I got a tap because somebody gets me, fuck it. That's what it is. That's what we do, man. You know, Masters Worlds is coming up. I would have liked to have done that, but, you know, going on a trip to Vegas and fucking, obviously I got injured and, you know, whatever. So I would like to uh, finish out the year doing an IBJJF tournament of some sort. And uh, see where I'm at with it. You know, that's where, like, the, the tougher competition goes, apparently. I've never done one, so I don't know. I've only done uh, some local gyms. Which I'll probably do, because my kids are going to do some. Be a little jiu-jitsu fan, bro. You know, and uh, the cool thing about a competition, whether you're trying to be a competitor or not, it's, um you know, it's something that, really helps you to develop your game, see what you're made of, uh, utilize your jujitsu at a time where it's most simulating a a real situation, like a real fight, 
you know, obviously there's no punches or kicks, but the way that if an inexperienced person can get overwhelmed by the nerves and the adrenaline pumping, you know, and the shortness of breath because of that, you know, like that's something that can help you to learn how to get better with that kind of shit. So if, God forbid, a real situation happened, you'd be able to defend yourself and um, be focused enough and intelligent enough to get the fuck out of there. And if that means you got to fucking camor somebody, snap their fucking arm off, beat them over the head with it and bounce, so be it. If that means you got to fucking put them to sleep and fucking zip time, just hog time up, then so be it. Bounce off. You know? Um, but I see a lot of people that struggle with shit, man, and I just, I know you don't have to. I've been through it, and I don't struggle with that shit, and I'll tell you what, because I've been doing all these hard things, running a half marathon, walk through the fucking mountains of Georgia, 24 hours straight, fucking 75 hard, live hard, phase, I'm on phase two, did phase one, phase, now I'm on phase two, um, fucking jujitsu all the time, all these things that are hard, Make all the other things that I perceive as hard, and I'm like, ah, no, that's easy. Let me just do this real quick. Stop being a bitch. Just handle it. Just handle it. Just handle it. Just handle it. So, you know, when I get off of here, I got shit to handle. I'm going to go do it. It's fucking midnight, maybe. 11, at least. I got other shit to do. I got to fucking finish my journey, get the fuck back inside, and get this joint ready to come out. Tomorrow's Friday. I want this shit out for you. I'm going to make some clips. Let's fucking go, you know? Uh, with that being said, keep your eyes peeled for Patreon. I'm going to get in there. You support me in that way. I'm going to help fucking support you in any way that I can. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the meantime, share the show. If you enjoy it in any way, shape, or form, share it. Fucking spread the message. Get that shit out. You know, and start setting a fucking standard for yourself. You know, if you want to connect in a way that doesn't cost you any money, you can get in my Facebook group, Team Never Tap. Um, you can fucking shoot me a message. I try to get back. But like I said, uh, Patreon's where I'm really going to be focusing my time. So if you're somebody that is interested in interacting and being, um, you know, part of the squad and a part of the team that wants to train, and learn and grow and get better and go through some hard shit. Well, Patreon's gonna be the place to do that. So, that being said, fucking go to firstforum.com slash aces get you some uh, dope supplements. Support your motherfucking self and uh, help support this podcast. Oh, shit! I forgot. My man. If you need that fire, that good small batch, nano batch, handcrafted, hand water, hand packaged, nano batch, goodness, Mendo Buttsmith, baby, guaranteed to help you in the gym, to help you in the bedroom, help you fucking wherever. And I know you're not supposed to make like outlandish claims about what it can do, but I can tell you it could do it. I'll tell you that it could do it. Buttsmith, baby. Bonk tomorrow, out.